Welcome back to the PokeCast. I'm Chris, along with Dan and Eric, to continue following the journey of Ash Ketchum as he lets a Pokemon go. That's what we're going to talk about first. So it can fuck! The true... Okay, as much shit as we want to talk about Ash, he's probably the best wingman. He's the best wingman in the show. Yeah, Brock would be actually a very shitty wingman, as we learn in this yeah. episode. <laughs> so, yeah, basically what we're doing here is uh, Ash is going to let a Pokemon go, and then he is going to get absolutely destroyed by a gym leader. This is Which, uh, yeah, to be perfectly honest, even if he had kept Butterfree... Butterfree is super weak against Psychic, so... Butterfree's not that strong. It's not just that he's facing Psychic, he's facing a Psycho-Psychic. Yes. Yeah. And it will be further left on, including one of my favorite dumbass moments that even I've seen at this point, and that is, if you're in the same picture, you must be the photographer! Uh, we're not even there yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yes, we're but we are getting there. Oh god. <laughs> we are getting there. So this these two episodes we're gonna talk about, Bye Bye Butterfree and Abra and the Psychic Showdown, are Ash Ketchum at his finest. Because he loves to let his Pokemon go, and he loves to underestimate his opponents. <laughs> if they, these episodes scream Ash and make you scream at Ash. <laughs> In fact, they do scream at Ash. Yes, they do. Because <laughs> they should. So, uh, alright. So, freaking Ash catch him over here. They're trying to get to yeah. Saffron City. Yes. Like, I can't be mad at him in the Butterfree episode. I can't. Like, he did a good thing. Right? Like, if that's what Butterfree really wanted. He wants a family or whatever. Kudos. Well, like, as a Pokemon player, you don't let him go. <laughs> you let him sit in Bill's computer for the rest of the time. It's their fault they got caught. <laughs> I know that his just... Butterfree returns in, like, one episode in, way in the future, but, like, it appears for that one episode, and then Ash is not getting Butterfree back, so... Yeah. What a sad moment for Ash. A sad moment for Butterfree, if you like Butterfree. So let's let's Butterfree and me, which is in black and white episode (laughs) one thirty. Yeah, so that's way in the future. (laughs) So let's discuss uh, the Bye Bye Butterfree episode first. And uh, it's basically, yeah, they're on their way to Saffron City. They arrive at a cliff. And they're just like, well, you know, this cliff should lead to Yeah, there's this city. There's this ridge that's like maybe three feet wide. It makes it all the way to Saffron City. Yep. And I'm like, pass. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take take another route, thanks. (laughs) Well, we see... We've seen how strong the flying Pokemon are. 
I, at that point, I would just pull Butterfree out and be like, yeah. you know what, just fly me there. Yeah, Butterfree literally just messed with Bulbasaur. Like, had flying around with Bulbasaur attached to him. Yeah, Butterfree can do this. It's got this. <laughs> so, of course, they have to be distracted. There's all these Butterfree all over the place. And Brock's like, oh, you Brock, we need the expert on mating to, to pull this up. Yep. yep, this is Butterfree mating season. Oh, Butterfree. My Butterfree would go too? Well, yeah, obviously. Otherwise, it can't ever have babies. Like, it I didn't really dawn on me how thirsty Brock was until this fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> so, so they find like the last air balloon because every single Pokemon trainer that has a Butterfree is here in a hot air balloon to help its Butterfree get its freak on. <laughs> so of course Butterfree is checking out the other Butterfree and it's not doing anything and Brock's like, well maybe they're not its type. It's like, well, they all look the same to me. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds... That's definitely an older guy talking to a, a younger kid. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and then, of course... Maybe <laughs> and, and then Brock suddenly decides that Butterfree is his own Pokemon when he spots a pretty girl in another hot air balloon. He goes, Butterfree, you have to go with that one. That way the trainers will meet and they'll fall in love. And it's like, you're not even Butterfree's trainer, dude. <laughs> In fact, doesn't Misty point that out, too? I mean, yeah. And then, Butterfree chooses the shiny. Because he's got class. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows, if you have an option, you go with the shiny. So this one is pink. Instead of the purpley... Which is, is that the actual shiny colors? I don't think so. I think they just I mean, did that for shiny that. Butterfree. Uh, it's just so you can tell her apart from when they're all clumped together. Right. Which is how they also... Oh, yeah, no. Shiny Butterfree is like... Has green eyes and... The body's purple, red but feet. the pink... Pinkish red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like... You know, Whatever. That's fine. The wings are a little bit different. The wings are pink. They could have just done that shit. Uh, Well, the other thing is that shinies didn't exist when this episode came out. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. Nope, this is still Gen 1. We didn't get shinies till Gen 2 or 3. But, oh, here's the thing. Shinies did exist in Gen 1. You just couldn't see them until you transferred that Pokemon over to Gen 2. So you... Honestly, uh, you could have had one, yeah. Yeah. Was it like a hidden feet hidden feature or whatever, like in the Um, no, it's like a certain IV value for each Pokemon. When you catch it, you check your IVs for that Pokemon, and if it is a certain thing or whatever, then it's a shiny. So you have like a one and I think it was still the same odds. I think it was like one in four thousand or one in eight thousand odds or whatever it is. So the stream I'm going to start doing with Pokemon is called Ultraviolet. It's a hack of Fire Red. Um, it's a little glitchy in some places, but the general consensus is that uh, 
you can catch everything. Like, every everything, including the other starters. They've programmed them all in there. So everything's catchable. You can do a full Pokédex. You don't have to trade to evolve. So I can have Gengar and Alakazam on my team. And then the other the other big thing that I noticed, because I was doing a test run of it to see how it works, is uh, if you don't want to get your starter, if you don't want to pick the starter, Oak takes you to the Safari Zone and you can just catch one. And you can basically get any Pokemon as your starter. I ended up with a Pichu, because they have Gen 2 Pokemon in there. Because Fire Red came out when Gen 3 was a thing, so there are Gen 2 and Gen 3 Pokemon that you can encounter in the game too. And I was like, okay, well, but Pichu kind of sucks. It's really weak, so that wasn't really a good choice. And then when you come back, Gary gets impatient, and he just takes Charmander. <laughs> so no matter what happens, he gets Charmander. And I'm like, nope, when I do a full playthrough, I'm still going to have to choose Charmander because I ain't letting that shit happen. <laughs> nope. I... I'd rather go up against uh, a, a Gary with a Charmander than a Blastoise. Uh, I don't know about that. But... But here's why I brought this up in regards to the Shinies. They programmed it so Shinies are way more common. Because I had three wild Shiny encounters with Pokemon while I was just doing the Viridian City run to do a test in the game to see how it worked. Two, I encountered like two Raditas and a Pidgey. And I was like, okay, so they, they made that a thing too. So if you like the Shiny version of a Pokemon better... And I do, in some cases. Uh, it's cool to have that option. I might have to like check that out. Yeah, I know that there's this one game where um, it literally it doesn't matter which Pokeball you pick because it's a random Pokemon. So it could be anything, even legendary, though it's highly unlikely. And you just get it, uh, and it's great for playing Nuzlocke games because not on, on top of not. Uh, on top of it being a random Pokemon, it also gives you a random type chart. So if it's a two-type Pokemon, you get two random types. And if it's a one-type Pokemon, you just get a random type. So even though, like, let's say you got a Gyarados, when you open it up... Could be a it Fire might... Psychic? It could... <laughs> well, no, because, yeah, it could be a Fire Psychic. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but you get its stats. You get the Pokemon stats, but it's changed typing. And uh, they unlocked it, so every every Pokemon, as long as you have the TM to train it, you can teach it any move. So the, basically, they were all Mews. Okay. That game, that game was fucking hard. Well, <laughs> Team Rocket shows up, and they're oh, gonna right. catch all them Pokemons. Which, why? Let, like, let's be real, that after rare Pokemon, why go for Butterfreeze? Because, you know, if you get one Butterfree, it's worth a certain amount, but you get 10,000 Butterfrees, it's 10,000 times the amount. It's the Magikarp thing all over again. God damn it, Except Jay. for Butterfrees are everywhere and shouldn't be worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> also, the scarf doesn't work. What do you mean? The scarf was perfect. Yeah, I still got rejected. I know, show he's still show him your whirlwind. Win. Show him your tackle, and he just gets super blocked out. Yeah, I, so me, all the Butterfreeze except for Ashes gets captured. Well, I feel like Ashes Pokemon are just good at escaping now. 
Yeah. So we jumped we jumped really far ahead there. We we forgot to mention that they try to get the Pokédex to figure out how to get him to mate and Misty's like Dexter's never been in love before. I'm like, "Yeah, that's not what the Pokédex is used for, kid." Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't teach you how hey, to do Pokedex. that. How do I get my Pokémon to fuck? Well, whatever your Butterfree's doing is apparently not working. We learned they do a dance, and then they get rejected, or they dance back. Then, of course, this is actually kind of dumb. Team Rocket captures the Butterfree, and Ash's Butterfree can't stop the the helicopter. So he's like, all right, well, I'll send out Pidgeotto. Misty's like, no, you're going to hurt Butterfree's confidence. Like, yes, that's much more important than rescuing all these kidnapped Butterfree. But, but Ash's Butterfree could keep up with the helicopter. Yes. <laughs> and a random warehouse in a canyon is where they end up. By the way, who's that Pokemon? I'm going to guess Butterfree. It's Butterfree. About time they did that. Yeah, he was in episode three. <laughs> Two? Two? <laughs> So the best part about this is when Ash and his friends break in and they start doing Team Rocket's motto for them. Oh, go prepare for trouble. He gets, so and they get so insulted by that. So Misty uses Starmie to go after Team Rocket while Butterfree tries to to free them. And friggin' Jesse hits it with a sledgehammer. Yo, right? <laughs> <laughs> But Misty sprays water on it, and it's back to normal. So That's how water works. But okay. Water defeats Sledgehammer. There, there's, there's an obvious water Sledgehammer joke in there that only Dan and I will appreciate. Yeah, but they both involve Triple H. Yeah, exactly. Both parts of it. That's why he sprays the water. <laughs> Ugh, God. Oh, no. I finished my monster. All right. <laughs> oh no! Only in the first episode, still. All right. This is when this is when Eric goes down for the rest of the show. When Eric has the episode, no, I, Eric I just has opened a up attack. a new one. Just open up a new one. I'm good now. Fans, we're also because of time constraints, we're doing two shows in a row today. He's gonna slam like five of those things. He's gonna die tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna die tonight, and it's gonna be R.I.P. Eric. Axes <laughs> one like equals one prayer. Either that or he's going to vibrate through his floor. <laughs> so the best part is Ash's Butterfree actually succeeds by tackling the net so much that it that it breaks it. And that's when the pink Butterfree is like, oh, I like this Butterfree. It took him saving her life to Dumb make it bitch. change its tune. Listen, I feel like that's that's most women know. Shit. <laughs> no, no comment. You're just gonna let me out to dry. All right, cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, Send I'm an asshole. If you haven't noticed, Dan's single and I'm already married. You're the one that's actually in the worst boat. <laughs> Takes effort to end this thing. All righty. All right, anyway. Well. <laughs> So, of course, only the pink Butterfree left. James goes after it. But Ash's Butterfree takes James down. 
But they still get in the helicopter and chase down the Butterfree. And this is one of my favorite Pikachu moments ever. Is Because now there's no, we're not messing around anymore. The pink Butterfree's good. So we can send Pikachu to stop the helicopter. It's, it's okay to actually stop Team it Rocket is, now. It is hilarious because he gets dropped right in the front windshield <laughs> of the helicopter. And just grins. <laughs> He just grins at them and they go, oh, shit. He's going to shock us. He's going to shock us. He's going to shock us. And they... Close the whole fucking thing up. The and they, whole thing. And they fall down the cliff and they die because, realistically, they are dead. <laughs> Team Rocket is dead. The immortal Team Rocket. <laughs> and then... Ash says his goodbye... To Butterfree, and they do the whole Butterfree montage the whole time he had it, which is, uh... Well, considering this is the 21st episode, there isn't that much footage. There's the footage from the one episode where he got it, and it evolved twice. (laughs) Yep. I will say, when it started playing I Want to Be the Very Best, I was just like, oh, great, the audio's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope, that's they're the, playing that... the ending in two minutes too soon. <laughs> I was just like, "What the hell happened?" And Butterfree says goodbye, so it can join, it can join the others, so it can go have little caterpies. Ah, the circle of life. So they have to cross the ocean in order to rut like dogs, because they have a mate. They probably have a mating spot. Butterfly I mean, that's like how, um, like, salmon and other fish go back to where they were born. Right. Its mating spot is Route 2. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it returns to Route 2. <laughs> so, yes, that is the, uh, that is Ash's first Pokemon release. There will be many, many more of these down the line. Ash is really good at letting Pokemon go. He even attempts to let Pikachu go at one point, and Pikachu refuses. I hate that episode. People love that episode. I don't like it, but we'll t- we'll get to that. Like, Ash, Ash, what are you doing, dude? Also, I'll one of my one of my favorite things is when uh, is when Meowth is like, "I'm gonna be the top cat again." You imagine sitting on Giovanni's lap while the Persian just sulks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So everybody loses their Butterfree in this episode. Is what it is. Alrighty, so... Before we move on to the next episode, I want to point something out that I had... I I think it really hit me that this is the case. Although I kind of always knew this in the back of my head. Ash has a sixth Pokemon and... in Krabby, and he just doesn't pull it out of his box. So he's walking around with five now. When he doesn't have to be. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, the issue is he has to get to a Pokemon Center. He's about to go into a city, but he does not go to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> no, he does not, yeah. I mean, yeah, he doesn't really have a chance to, and he kind of gets transported to the, to the gym, but yeah. Still pretty just... Still pretty weird. All right, so let's move on to Abra and the Psychic Showdown because this is part one of a trilogy of episodes that are really good. This is. And it's a mind fuck. 
Yeah, this is a really good uh, collection of episodes that we're going to review this week. And then next week when we do the next two, we're going to review two really good episodes as well. Uh, I, I really like the trilogy of Ash taking on Sabrina. Because we get psychic types and we get ghost types out of it. And I love me some psychics and ghosts. So, of course, Ash almost dies. <laughs> right at the beginning. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, look, there's Saffron City. And he sees this young girl. Well, that's how he finds the city. He sees this young girl in the woods. And he's like, hey, do you, can you give us directions? Not like, oh, hey, are you lost? And then, and thankfully, children, laugh, children <laughs> laughing in general. No, that's a big no for me. Yeah, that's especially a no. when they're alone. If they're alone, Ugh. fortunately for Ash, he has the wherewithal to throw his Pokeball and unleash Bulbasaur, and knows that Bulbasaur is strong as shit. So he's able to pull him up by the Vine Whip. So Ash almost dies. But fortunately, he survives. And there's Saffron City. So yay. And we've already gotten the weird vision of the little girl sitting on someone else's lap. They're just like, yep, you're going to come play. It's like, all right, this is going to get creepy real fast. And it does. But before it gets creepy, it has to get silly. Because as soon as they walk into the city, two Hawaiian women kiss Ash on the cheek, give him Hawaiian lays, and welcome him. They're like, you've won a prize. And immediately, he's smart about it. He's like, something's fishy here. Why are we winning a prize? It's like, well, duh, you're the one millionth and second and third and fourth person to ever come into Saffron City. And then that's enough to convince Ash that, oh, yay. Ash got laid before Brock did. Aw. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so of course... They're like, follow us to the prize room. And they capture Pikachu with rubber tiles and push them onto a warp tile because we're in Saffron City and warp tiles are a thing here. They succeeded. They finally got Pikachu. They actually did they a actually, good job. It was pretty crazy, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, they, they put him in an isolated room. Uh, warp tiles can be controlled, so you can shut it off so they can't get out. And now they're they're legitimately trapped. So all they can do now is just mock them from the other side. Of course, all they do is sit down to tea and just ignore them. They're like, this show's boring. I hope it gets canceled. The best part is when they reveal that they're Team Rocket and Ash freaks out because they, ki they kissed him and he starts losing his shit over that. He's like, ah! <laughs> oh god, they both kissed me! The lay he's wearing explodes. <laughs> and of course, the whole feed cuts out, and that's when Ash starts freaking out. Give me back my Pikachu! Meowth is like, what the hell did you do to it? We didn't do anything. Well, then why is there a kid here? Wait, what? Get out of here, little girl. And then they're frozen. And she takes Pikachu, returns Pikachu to Ash, and then teleports them to safety. She literally takes them to the Saffron Gym. Now, that would have been a red flag in my book, but Ash isn't very smart. SMRT. 
And then here comes some dude jogging. He's like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Sabrina's really powerful. And Ash is like, yeah, but I need a marsh badge. I've got to get to the Pokemon League. He's like, yeah, why don't you try another badge? Ash is like, I can't do that. I need to get to the Pokemon League. I need this badge. Even though we later find out from Gary Oak that there are more than eight gyms and you only need eight badges. Because he's got ten. So, Ash didn't have to go through this, but this is Ash we're talking about. And there's a gym here. I gotta do this. So, of course, as soon as they go inside, they realize the thing looks like a tomb. And it's creeping out everybody. And there's this random room with people bending spoons with their minds, trying to read images on cards. And then a guy with a Russian-slash-Eastern-European accent, who apparently has COVID, because he's got a mask on, shows up and he's like, What are you kids doing here? Musen Squirrel. You think you can challenge the great Sabrina? The guy sounds way too hard to be a a threatening-sounding guy. And he's just like, we want to challenge Sabrina. He's like, yeah, you want to see some psychic powers? Check this out. And then he almost craps his pants trying to bend a spoon. I always got... I always really enjoyed that. Just fucking grabs the spoon. He's like, well, I can do that. (laughs) That's the best part. (laughs) That's my favorite part is he just trolls the guy right into his face. But he has a hard hard time doing it. Yeah. By the way, this came out before The Matrix. Jesus. What about that, Wachowski? You're ripping off Pokemon? I accept that as headcanon. I accept your terms, sir. Even the U.S. version came out before The Matrix did, so... (laughs) I think the spoon trick's been done for, like, a really long time, though. Yeah, it's. I've actually seen how it's done. It's uh, the the spoon itself is not in one piece. There's some of them. Like, yeah, there's no, no, part. no. We are told the trick to the trick, and it's that there is no spoon. Oh yeah. There's one spoon, and then when it evolves into Alakazam, there are two spoons. That's how you do Avra. Kadabra. Alakazam. By the way, I don't care if there it's if it's a play on magic words. I always like the name Alakazam for a Pokemon. That just sounds like a cool word. Avada Kadabra. I mean I'd rather have that than Mr. Mime. Just saying. But I'd this... rather have butter than Mr. Mime. <laughs> That's another thing too, is he claims that uh you can't control psychic Pokemon unless you have psychic powers. But we all know that that's false because plenty of people use psychic Pokemon. In fact, Starmie is water slash psychic. So, how does that work again? But he has powers, dude. Either that or this guy's full of shit. I mean, he is a photographer, right? We don't know that yet. <laughs> you no. Know, 
I feel like this is something, even as a kid, I'm just like, he's stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ash is stupid. You know what? Yeah. Let's just go with Ash is stupid. Because it's true. Like, clearly, clearly not a photographer. Clearly a director. He, he oh. devoted his entire young childhood to learning as much as he could about Pokemon, and he knows jack shit about that as well, so... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what is that? Pull out the Pokedex to see something he's already seen before. That happens in one of the future episodes, too. Is a Pokemon appears and Ash pulls his Pokedex out on it, and it's something we've already seen. And he's already battled. I'm just like, really? We've already seen this, nerd. Really, dude? There's a great joke, though, about Pokedexes later when Ash and Gary compare them. And it turns out that Ash has seen, like, a hundred more than Gary. And Gary says something like, yeah, but that's because I already know what they are. I don't have to just pull out my Pokedex and have it tell me. And I'm like, yup, there it is. <laughs> this is Grandpa's the Poke God. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So. so funny story. Now that we're on, like, Professor Oak real quick. And I, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. But in the original games, you had Nidorino fighting Gengar. And in the anime, they opened it up to a tournament where it was... Uh, Nidorino fighting uh, Gengar. Yeah. Yeah. But did you know that's not actually those Pokemon? If you if you pay attention to the games, Nidorino is Professor Oak's Pokemon. When he's introducing you to the world of Pokemon and what Pokemon are, he has a Nidorino next to him. Yep. And who has a Gengar? Agatha. He's fighting That battle Agatha. that takes place is Professor Oak and Agatha. And they make a, a few comments about that too. So I feel like they had a relationship at some point. Maybe. Just my theory. <laughs> I mean, we know he's having a relationship with uh, Ash's mom. I know, right? <laughs> what are you two doing here? Well, Ash, I'm Banging your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's Professor Thirsty Oak to you, sir. Yeah, you know who could learn a thing or two from uh, Professor Oak is Brock. Brock could learn a lot of things from a lot of people. Yeah, but instead of learning from this strange photographer, possible, he just goes, "No, nah, I gotta win that marsh badge." So he marches right in. And they and of course Sabrina attacks the guy that brought them in, and they're just like, "Oh, it's the little girl. You're Sabrina." So I I want to challenge you to a march for a march badge. She's like, "Okay," but if you lose, you've got to play with me. And Ash is like, "Well, sure, we'll play with you." Because see, guys, you got to have a little more faith. And Misty and Brock are like, "Forever <laughs> and ever." Yeah, I get total shining vibes from this girl. Like, listen, if I were to go to to do anything, and and the bet was, okay, you get this if you win, but if I win, you get to play with me forever. I'm gonna be like, no deal, because now I'm creeped the fuck out, and I don't want what I wanted anymore. Come play like, with us, Danny. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Welcome to the Overlook Hotel. Would you like a marsh badge? No, I'm good. <laughs> so, of course, the little girl turns out to just be this 
little girl or puppet or whatever she is, but the real Sabrina is behind her. She says it's going to be one-on-one. And Ash is like, all right, Pikachu, go. And she sends out an Abra, and it just sits there. And that's when you realize that Abra is a cat, because it sleeps for 18 hours a day. I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. I mean, it kind of looks like a cat, right? I mean... But they're just like, you know, Abras can also do telekinesis while they sleep. So Ash is like, alright, well, this'll be easy. Uh, Pikachu, shock it, and right as soon as he does it, it teleports. You're just like, ugh, for anybody who's played the game, you're like, yep, that's all they know how to do. And then it evolves right then and there into a Kadabra. And Ash is like, well, that's not fair. (laughs) And Misty's like, yeah, no. Uh, There's no rules about evolving during a match. You know, it's actually very, like, how the fuck did Ash know that Abra only knows teleport, but he can't identify a Caterpie without a Pokedex. <laughs> it's weird what he knows and what he doesn't. He has he has selective knowledge. He's clearly studied stuff and he retains some of it, but he's forgotten the rest. So, of course, Ash actually has a good strategy here. He's like, it doesn't matter if that thing can teleport. It can't leave... A ba- during a battle or it'll forfeit. So Pikachu, fill the entire place with lightning and there's nothing it can do about it. And I'm like, that's actually a good strategy. However, Kadabra uses his psychic powers to control the lightning and hits Pikachu with it. And a then... Lightning a lightning dragon. And then, of course, with Pikachu down... Kadabra uses his psychic powers to get Pikachu back up and makes him do a little dance. And Ash is like, oh, Pikachu, you're so confident right now. Misty's like, Ash, you're a friggin' idiot. (laughs) Right as soon as Kadabra just starts destroying Pikachu. Up into the ceiling, down to the floor repeatedly until Ash has to forfeit. And that is when she uses her telekinesis and teleports them away to play with her. And they're just in some random town. So what do you do if you're in a random town you don't know what where you are? You just walk into someone's house and eat their food, which is exactly what they try to do here. Is everybody home? Oh, look, cake. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, well, we're supposed to play with Sabrina, but we can have lunch first. And Brock's like, it would be rude to wait for her and goes to eat it, which what, that is something I would do. You, you can't just put cake out in front of me and then expect me to wait. It doesn't work like I that. I realize, unlike the meme from last year where everything was cake, everything is plastic. Yes. That was a great meme, by the way. Everything is cake. Yeah, everything is plastic. And then Ash walks in on somebody in the bathtub and starts freaking out until he realizes it's a doll. They're in a dollhouse, and there's some weird Twilight Zone shit going on here. Because Sabrina transported them into her dollhouse so she can play with them, and they are not okay with this, because they're doll-sized, and she is not. And she's like, I want to go bowling! 
It's like, wow, this is a... She's got that little girl attitude, but she clearly doesn't care if she kills anybody. That's why she's super deranged. Just like Boo. Just like Boo. (laughs) Kitty! By the way, who's that Pokemon? Ah, shit. Uh, Probably Abra or Kadabra. It's Abra! It is Abra, and actually, it reveals to be Abra before we even see Abra. Oh, is one of those? It cut yeah, right after the commercial break is when she sends the Abra out. So right I mean, yes. Abra is in the title of the episode, and they say the episode title of the episode out loud every episode, so Yes, they do. I just I I still feel like they shouldn't show a Pokemon on that unless they've already shown it in the show though. Even if the name's in there, because you don't know. So you know it's one thing you know it's one thing I liked that they kept when they did they transported Dragon Ball Z to Kai? They kept the original uh Japanese deal where they will actually read you the title. Cause they would do that in the original Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. The the narrator read the title, but then the Americanized version of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z didn't do that. But when Kai came out they did that, and then when Super came out they did that too. And I like that. I think that's cool. If you're not, you either give me a fancy ass title card like Cowboy Bebop, which I'm rewatching, because Yu Yu Hakusho, all the title cards are in Japanese, so I don't know what I'm watching or what the title of the episode is. So I just kept watching. But yeah, they I, I like the the little narration thing. That's something I enjoy, especially because titles in Dragon Ball are really long and convoluted. Because they don't try to like they don't try to Americanize them like they did with the original series and Dragon Ball Z the first run. Journey to the seventy third, Budokai Tenkaichi, meeting General Red. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Instead, it goes General Red appears is the title of the episode or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I do I do appreciate that. So yeah, uh, right when they're about to be killed. As they're standing next to the, the the photograph. Look at this photograph. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, I want to punch Ash. Because he's a fucking dummy with it, but we'll get to that. Why do you think he's the photographer? <laughs> we will, yeah. Oh my god, we will get to that. But that comes up on the next episode. <laughs> so... The guy actually shows up just in the nick of time and saves them. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, this is a real place. He's like, I told you she was dangerous. And he's like, you need psychic powers to beat her. So get out of here before you get hurt. And Ash refuses, so he starts humiliating him. He drops his pants, makes him dance. sits him to the ground, but Ash actually resists. And he fights the pain and fights through and just begs this guy for help. And he's like, you know what? You are pretty damn determined. I'll tell you what I'll do. If you can go to Lavender Town and get a ghost Pokemon, you might have a chance to beat Sabrina. And of course, he's like, Ash, are you okay? He's like, I'm better than okay. We're going to go get a ghost Pokemon. And that's when the guy's like, those kids might be able to help Sabrina. 
And that sets us up perfectly for our next episode. But at the very end, because this episode does a really good job of storytelling, so you actually forget about Team Rocket until the very end when you realize they're still frozen and Meowth is just dragging them. Boy, this is getting to be a real drag. I yeah. did. For, I did completely forget about them. After, yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. They were here, weren't they? They actually succeeded, and somebody else stopped them." The creepy, creepy kid. So she's not all bad. I well, think she has an origin only, story. Yeah, the only reason that Pikachu was saved was so she can finally meet Ash. Yep. And and in all fairness, in the games, Sabrina's the hardest fucking trainer. Yeah, because psychic types are hard. Alakazam is tough, and Alakazam comes with recover. So once she starts hitting you with recover, the you're uh, you're eighteen kinds of screwed. Good God. Alexander was just fucking busted. I'm having PTSD from a game I haven't played in like over ten years. I feel like. <laughs> as far as we know, as far as we know, uh, Sabrina does not return in the anime. So, her and Lieutenant Surge become those gym leaders that they. Ash battles them, and then that's pretty much, pretty much the end. But yeah, I wouldn't mess with Sabrina, which means you also aren't going to see her daddy anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, we already said it. There's no spoiler there. We said it at the beginning of the episode. That's he's the photographer. Yes, the photographer. You must be a photographer. Ugh. How dumb can a kid be? Great line. So the next, the next. No, two up- has she figured it out that I'm his, that I'm her father? So the next episode will be a Disney ride, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which I love that ride and love this episode. That, that ride isn't that ride anymore. Yes, it is. Haven't they all been changed to something different at this point? No. California's got changed to Guardians of the Galaxy, but Epcot's Guardians of the Galaxy is going where the Ellen DeGeneres ride used to be. I'm sorry, there was an Ellen DeGeneres ride? There was. Uh, It was very, very slow. It was very, very chill. What even was it? Uh, Universe of Energy. Yeah. It had Bill Nye and Alex Trebek on it. And an so it's not Ellen themed. It was Ellen. It was it, Ellen sponsored. was the star of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was a very slow moving ride. It was the ride that you went on to get some air conditioning and plan out the rest of your day at the park. Yeah. Those are necessary rides, by the way, dude. That's what we did at a when we were at not so scary, or not or a very merry. I mean. 
we went on It's a Small World, and we spent the entire time on the boat planning out what we were going to do for the rest of the night. We didn't pay attention to the ride at all. We just wanted to sit down, and we needed a ride to do so. So we did Small World. Yes. All right. So, That's yeah. what Small World is for, honestly. Now yeah. I'm thinking about it, every park has it. Like, even, even Animal Kingdom, you had a bug's life. You can't plan anything even, in Bugs Life. Even yeah. water parks have it. The Lazy River. Now, Animal Kingdom's plan the rest of your day ride would have been the train to Rafiki's. Then you can I'm, sit in Rafiki's and plan the rest of your day. Uh, yeah, you could do that. But you, I was about to say, the train ride's not long enough. Uh, yeah, so next time, Ash is going to go to the Tower of Terror and get a ghost-type Pokemon. And then we get Haunter versus Kadabra. And to uh, spoil that episode, Haunter takes on Kadabra. Oh, shit. I don't have to watch it now. <laughs> well, we'll see exactly Kadabra what happens. It's Haunter. It's either Haunter or Kadabra. <laughs> got to be one of them, right? So yeah, yeah. there'll be there'll be ghost types and there'll be psychic types and then they're going to face each other and we'll see exactly what turns out with that. But yes, this is a this is the uh, the big trilogy of uh Ash going after the Marsh Badge. So two more really good episodes. Really weird cuz now it's just been four straight episodes where things are actually kind of creepy to straight up scary actually. Yep. So we are, we've gotten a little bit of distance now. We're we're past twenty episodes into the series. What are you thinking so far, Dan? Um, it's gotten kind of creepy to downright scary at points these last <laughs> few episodes. <laughs> but I mean, are you having a good time watching them? Are you learning stuff about Pokemon? Are you are you happy knowing that you're still smarter than Ash? <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's picked up another badge. He's working on another badge. So he's actually uh, working on moving forward, although isn't it going to be a very long time before he tries for another badge again? No. Uh, the gaps... I don't think between 4 and 5 is a big gap. And I don't even think 5 and 6 is a huge gap either, but I I remember 6 and 7 are is a big gap. Because, I mean, we're only in the 20s, and this is like a 100-episode season. Yeah. But don't forget, it's not just about the badges. There's also the Pokemon League. Yeah. Yeah, but once you're in the Pokemon League, you're in the Pokemon League, right? Like, you're not going... You're not going to be stuck in a forest for four straight episodes, because you're at the Pokemon League. Yeah, you but there's... Hope. Yeah, there's, there's stuff that happens there, but... But yes, actually, one would hope. <laughs> you get to, but you get to see some cool stuff in the, in the Pokemon League episodes too. We'll get to that. We're getting there. We're getting there. So let's, uh, <clears throat> let's just let's wrap up this episode by kind of promoting some of the stuff that we're doing. I said I'm going to do an ultraviolet stream, which should be a lot of fun for Pokemon stuff. Um, I'm going to put together my Facebook page 
for the Video Melee Gaming Emporium before I start doing that. And I'm going to do all of my streams exclusively on the CKCC Online Twitch and the Club Kayfabe Creative Community YouTube. I'm not going to do the streams on Facebook, but that Facebook group is where I will, or it won't be a group, it's going to be a page you can follow. And that's where I'm going to put the links to streams when I'm doing them. That way they upload immediately to Twitch and to YouTube simultaneously. And then is there a way to do playlists on Twitch? So we can organize all of our stuff? Um, or do we have to get I'm affiliated not... <laughs> first? Uh, I, I don't think it's that hard to get a, an affiliate. Nah, hard for us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're super close, but we can't get over the last hurdle. We've been close for like six months now. Well, how many people are you missing? Uh, we need to do the thing where X amount of people watch a stream X amount of days. Oh. Yeah, that's the hurdle we can't get over. But, so I'm hoping a ROM hack of a Pokemon game will attract people. I've only found two tech weird tech stuff. The the bedroom at the beginning of the game is glitchy, and if you do Oak's thing to go catch a wild Pokemon, there's some glitchy text. Everything else so far has been pretty flawless. So I'm th hoping that it's going to be a, a pretty standard play, but that might actually make it more interesting. So I'll put that. I'm going to get that stuff going online, uh, and then all the great stuff on CKCC Radio. We have a live episode of the Nerd Table coming up. For you guys to check out, which I'm looking forward to doing. And yeah, that's uh, that's everything we got going on. What do you guys got going on? Um, I mean, not much. I've gotten back into the Pokemon card game, so I've been collecting some Pokemon cards. I've got a few rare, a uh, few rare ones already, and I've actually picked up another card game. I, I know that you always knew that I was big on like card games right Yu -Oh, magic it doesn't it didn't matter what it was i love fucking card games and i found one that has completely blown my mind and it's uh it's got a weird name to it it's called card fight vanguard and it's fucking awesome dude like i i honestly don't know how else to describe it <laughs> other than awesome okay might be something fun to check out I, something else that I've been looking at, I came up with an idea for a battle card game, and I need some help from people who know about this stuff to come up, help me come up with the logistics for it, for how it would work. But I know what I want it to be, so maybe we can, maybe any of our listeners... Learn more on our main show, The Nerd Table. Indeed. All right, so you know what's coming up for Pokecast. We've promoted our stuff. Nothing else to do but to bid you all farewell and see you on the next Pokecast. Farewell, everybody. Ash is dumb. Correct. <laughs>